0: i have to think what time of day it was I so know. um good afternoon everybody we are here today on saturday afternoon um for a catch up episode because we have been away for some time we've done the odd episodes here and there but i this, need to edit them yeah this year has <laughs> definitely been i feel like a roller coaster we've all yeah. been on separate roller coasters and trying to like catch us at the right time has been um difficult um but somehow we've managed to kind of coordinate well today. adrian isn't
1: here but we, we'll <sighs> catch her for media club but so yeah. like, i haven't
0: <laughs> seen adrian since last year like it was crazy uh, but yeah so we're here today to kind of just give you a quick update on life has been um going <laughs> um so yeah i'll let the other two introduce themselves
1: uh yeah that was a great interest arena so i'm claire and i'm not sure who we're the order that we're going first, but in addition to our updates, I kind of just want to talk about like a reflection after pandemic. I mean, the pandemic isn't over, obviously, but you know, as we're easing away from it, I was just kind of wondering what your reflections are. But we can get to that after the next person introduces herself.
2: Hi, Sarah's here. I think when we're going to dive into, I mean, of course, we're going to do personal reflections of the past two years. Yes, Sabrina, separate roller coasters but actual, a real roller coaster.
0: So yeah, let's dive into that short. Um, well, I'll keep mine short and sweet cuz I could talk about like my life updates whatever. But yes, yeah, so I was started a new job in se- in November of last year, so stepping away yeah. from higher education and becoming a civil servant. <laughs> it has been interesting for loads of different reasons. It's still educational based, I work for well, you know, you know, for. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's, still, it's still education <laughs> based. Yeah. But there's a lot of politics involved. So as someone that doesn't really delve into politics and kind of just watches from the outskirts, it has been very interesting trying to navigate politics and also kind of do my job to the best of what it can be. But yeah, I find it actually really interesting dissecting politics and there's a lot about politics that we as public just assume we know we're actually wrong and there's a lot of judgment and things and it's yeah it's just a very interesting environment to navigate which would probably dive into another episode by that just trying to juggle driving lessons which so far has been the bane of my life changing driving <laughs> instructors well I've had probably three driving instructors if we count my uncle giving me lessons trying to driving in different cars so it has been kind of struggle getting into a rhythm with it but I'm excited to be able to drive soon so that's been my focus and finding the balance with work and um, that has been tricky And then social life, I feel like because of the pandemic, it's just like everyone wants everyone's time to do things. I feel that, yeah. And it's like every single weekend, it's like I don't really have time to myself. And now we get into the end of the year. It's just like, oh, my God, I just need to breathe. And I know we can say, oh, just... Say no to things, but it's like what the pandemic has taught us is that you really don't know what's around the corner. So, do I say no this week because I'm tired, and then go through months of trying to coordinate a next meetup, or do I just get it not over and done with as if I don't spend time with people? But do I just do it there and then while I have the opportunity to actually spend time with people? But yeah, being social is really taking its toll on me, and I'm slowly burning out and just need time. I really haven't done much art this year. I would say I've done bits here and there and Monday's art is probably the most I actually do a week. But I entered an art competition in June and the deadline is the end of September. Trying to get this piece finished. I've only oh, just- that's awesome slowly getting into the groove of work which I can yeah. check that off my list I've got a good balance of work getting into a good routine we driving and now it's just art in the gym to get myself into that is my life update oh, I love
1: yes. yeah
2: sir I don't really know where to start I mean yeah pandemic I mean and that yeah. it impacted our lives briefly but I think becoming a mother in the pandemic I think it's just been on top of this one one huge thing on top of another like personally on a personal level i just feel like having a second child just is another type of challenging because the other one is still my first one is two years uh, two and a half and then the second one is now nine months so just for listeners to know the age gap is just very small and i think that's particularly challenging and I just feel like it consumes all my days and my nights. To be honest, the only thing I'm trying to do is to keep my sanity because I feel like I have to admit to all the mums and dads out there, Mm. I would have never, ever thought it to be so hard to be parents. It's just this thing that we know of. It's like a normal thing. Oh, I had a baby. Oh, I had a child. Oh, we've got parents. It's just the most normal, natural thing ever. But to actually go through it, I, I just feel like Society doesn't talk too much about it, of how hard it is to become a parent and how it kind of really takes a toll on that relationship as well. And actually on all the relationships that you have in your life, they all change mm. your your relationship to your parents, to your partner, to your friends, to actually everyone else in your life. So that's pretty much what what I've been trying to deal with. Yeah. Just to feel really disconnected and like kind of grabbing those connections, getting get those connections back and almost like holding on to them. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to figure out whilst juggling nappies and wipes and <laughs> baby food and other things and messes and tantrums, blah, 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 blah not been doing any writing even though I've had these how do you say it? these I think I hear a child crying in the background
1: oh we can we can hear <laughs> did you mean like these thoughts, yeah, like, these oh, thoughts like, like yeah these very,
2: very, um, I would say these very almost hypothetical articles in my in my brain and we have a um, guest <laughs> so I've been I've been trying to trying to gather my thoughts and I have I always like got this little notepad where I right potential. Well, I have all these things that I want to talk about, but I just literally don't find the time to do it. So I really hope that when my first one starts to regularly go to nursery, then I will have a little bit more time. But then of course um the baby also has its needs. So I think realistically when they're both in like nursery and I will have finally be able to have some time to go and do a job or do something for myself then I'll be able to articulate all those thoughts one last thing that I'd say is last week I spoke to one of my childhood friends and I didn't realize like we hadn't spoken in in a year or half a year a half it's it's it it had been a really long time and when I spoke to her I realized that oh the old Sarah is just somewhere in there she's there she's not gone yet and that it refreshed me so much, and it just reminded me of all the things that are important to me. Everything that makes me me—that was really refreshing. And I was—I thought I'll mention that because it was so nice. Yeah, that's so nice. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that, both of you. I hope Thanks. we do Sorry get to hear. the little interruption. Now. My my brain just shuts off when a baby cries. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, we do get to see your ratings eventually too. A lot of writing just
0: hasn't hasn't been done. Do you know, you've know. got a lot in your head. Uh... I know. I need to get to. Why don't audition, you go, um, next, Claire? Let's see. Yeah, I think
2: Sabrina
1: Sabrina described it best. Roller coaster for sure. Gosh, I think we're still going to struggle to find the right words to articulate how we feel because, like, we're still, I guess, in it to some extent. And when we were in the thick of it, it was like this variant, then this variant, and then now there's like COVID and the monkey pop. Wow. This is so scary. Like, when does it end? So that definitely took a mental health toll. And when we were first told to quarantine, and I know I talked about this with you both as well. Oh, I wonder what kind of toll it will have later on. And it took three trips. So I went to the U.S. in January, then Korea in June, then the U.S. again this past month, right? For me to like truly clock it. And again, I don't know how to articulate to really clock. Like, oh my gosh i'm actually an extroverted introvert like i forgot that i'm actually i actually really enjoy being social with people but i like i forgot like i truly was scared to interact outside and i think to be fair to my previous self i mean i am still scared like hello the world is a racist place especially with like anti-hate crimes but i don't know it just took this trip for me to realize oh no you enjoy (laughs) social interactions and you've been deprived from it and I think I read somewhere that you know in prisons, total solitary confinement up to three days is a uh, what what you're call it, a human, not hate crime, it's a crime. Is it just what's like the ultimate crime that's like that's like really bad by the UN? I can't I can't think, but it's like one of those. It's like a really
2: say that again. I don't know what you mean but there's a particular word for it but I, I can't think I, of it. my
1: brain's not working and it, and it's because no matter how introverted you're we need social interaction and you know like I'm really grateful for all those video social interactions I had for sure absolutely but that's still not the same thing and I realized like during the pandemic working from home I get like really nervous over like were the things that I was saying over emails and like over analyzing it like to like nth degree more than I normally would and now and I don't think it was all me I think it was other people too because we're like in the same bubble and when I visited my family in Korea I think I told you ladies like yeah they were in a (laughs) we're all in a global pandemic but they never had a pandemic in our form so for them like they were masking life moved on so I think they didn't truly get that level that I experienced of this really confined feeling and not a different environment so I'm definitely grateful that I'm getting this realization now it's it's really it's really scary like I can't believe we were just in that with no environment I wasn't even excited about food because I felt like well we're just eating food we're just working from home and then we're going as I that's it like oh my goodness that is so mundane and yeah so definitely a weird one but Luckily, I'm definitely grateful to have gone on a few trips to see my family because that was also very scary. Like, when are we going to see our family? Luckily, my job, I'm really enjoying my job in UX and fintech and that itself, I was really nervous to switch into like a corporate career, I guess, but it's extremely interesting. So yeah, and obviously I'm grateful that we are continuing this. We're kind of like pausing and entering, you know, when we can.
2: still processing, I think. I, I not think so. Like these changed, like all the social interactions, they've just completely changed. and yeah. I feel like COVID just hit like a like a I don't know like a like an atomic bomb almost. Yeah. It just changed the world, and it's just like everything's different afterwards. That the way we 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 interact, the way we do things, is just completely different. Yeah. And I think I I feel that the interactions changed so much. And you crave them almost, but then you also get anxious about them. I get anxious. Like now, I want I want gatherings and I want to be around people. But then if it's too much, then it gets too much. And I feel like, oh, my God, I just need to be by myself right now. It's just this here and there. Oh, I want to be alone. or oh, I want to be with people, but it's just all out of balance almost. Yeah. Um, but we're getting there, I think, slowly.
1: I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, we're even seeing differences that are coming out within like kids
2: in the pandemic, you know? I see that with Gibran. I mean, we started his first settling sessions into nursery. He had once yesterday. And it was really different the way he acted because he was so heartbroken when I left. Not <sighs> at first, when he didn't realize when I was gone, he said bye to me and I went. And then after that he got really upset and he didn't really know how to be around other children because he never had seen that yeah he I mean at the playground it's just like a little bit of interaction that they sometimes have Mm. but he is two years old in most of his life he's been just with family very close relatives not a lot of children and um, I spoke to one of the carers then and she said that specifically children of this age, around two years now, so those who, who've been born within 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 the pandemic or just before the pandemic started have been grievously impacted by the way they mm. interact with other children. They're much more introverted, not, even intro, not that introverted being is it, it, a bad thing, but just like very much to themselves yeah. and very cautious of how they should interact with other kids sometimes they don't even know what to do or how to socialize because they haven't been exposed to that so it is it is quite tricky actually kind of yeah. to get that time back
0: I was going to say um, probably it makes I'm it worse a- because he was born just as COVID yeah. was about mm. to peak
2: actually born in the first lockdown I yeah locked- when did we lock down
0: March March,
2: March? March. Mid- oh mid- gosh March.
1: yeah yeah,
2: I
0: think, when he uh, was
2: born. Claire's pretty... birthday was already
0: your, your birthday was already in, in Florida, right? We, yeah, yeah. If well. you worked in H, if you worked in HE, the first lockdown wouldn't happen just before Claire's birthday. It, that I remember that day just set from. Um, yeah, to, same. To work which I 17th. didn't mind,
1: but this is a thing. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to. Obviously, we're sensitive to like how horrible COVID was and everything. This we're purely reflecting on like the aftermath now. But I remember then I was like, "Ooh, I don't have to go into the
2: office. This is fantastic. This I is the That was that was, was, was everyone's reaction. reaction.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> yay I get to work from home and then after like a month of working from home I'm tired of this I need the office I need routine I need structure like well I
1: don't know I still don't because I don't have to I'm like more hyper you can go in if you want and this is what I find really weird about higher education is they're like you must have your butt in the seat. like no you really don't like why do you need my butt in the office like literally like my manager was like butts and seats the minute this like lockdown's over I was like that, that's so aggressive it's so weird
0: I was annoyed at first when I had to yeah. go back into the office even though I hated working from home do you know when you've become so accustomed to doing something that it's like oh, even though I'm not like keen working from home it's only because like there's no really real separation from my personal space yeah. and like my workspace um okay. but now that I'm back in the office four days a week I'm tempted to kind of just work solid in the office even though I enjoy Mm. having my one day at home I find that there is absolutely no structure to the day that one Mm. day that I'm at home it is like not like it's it's like I'm not working because there is just Mm. no structure I find it really hard to sit at my desk and kind of get in the zone Mm. um yeah like I really struggle working from home I mean it it um, should
1: be what's best for you right sorry go ahead
0: yeah but I I like not having to get up and travel to work so it's just like you can't really can't have it <sighs> both ways can you there are a lot so of
2: positive things about it though I mean you save a lot of time yeah. on travel money as well
0: yeah um
2: you don't really have to get ready but then like for your personal structure you just like need that like sort of like getting out, yeah getting ready, I can getting go going, from being um, out of the house just like mm. that
0: Yes, yeah, I understand that from a
2: mother's perspective. I mean, it's kind of similar, right? I mean, I'm working from home. <laughs> and
1: yeah, you are. Yeah.
2: Marks, right. So, well, I, I mean, I know how that feels because I sometimes just get up in the morning and I change and I, I put my makeup on, even if it's a little, just to feel like okay, I'm getting ready for the day, and then just feel ready to get on those things. Because if I stay in my pajamas all day, it just feels really weird yeah so you don't feel the same way when you change when you get ready you wash your face you do your hair and whatnot it just
0: makes you feel much more motivated to kind of tackle that day so yeah good point I spoke to a lady at work and she said that she's doing like work experience with students Mm. and she said that when they were like working remotely and they had to work from home during Mm. the um, pandemic is that she told them when you wake up in the morning to walk like around the block or like around where you live (laughs) anti-clockwise and that'll be like your commute to work
1: even though you're going back in your
0: house and then when you finish the day go back clockwise and come back round, and it's like you're returning from from work and she said that somebody told her about that and it's just a kind of technique to kind of trick your brain into commuting to and from work even though your environment's not changing to kind of get you mentally prepared to start your day of work I'm yet that's to good. try and it
2: even things, and, and even ended right so yeah. just to like switch off as well switch on switch off I like that it's quite so I might
0: work. I might try it and let you know how it goes I might try to I mean it
2: actually that's the
1: one thing and I'm not saying like I was like inactive
0: before but
1: I guess, like before the pandemic, especially during the week, because we, as you both know, like I used to take the train into work, right? So I'd be like Mm -hmm. just tired all the time, not even necessarily from work, just like the freaking commuter (laughs) commuter time. But so, you know, when I was tired, I would just like sometimes maybe not even (laughs) go out. But then because of the pending, I just like went out, went out all the time. And what I think I didn't quite realize is when you change, like went to Korea I'm back for example or like Boston I'm back for example I guess it just like really makes you appreciate your neighborhood so much or just the fact that like you have walking space so I'm gonna be still walking in the same environment so I'm gonna have the same feeling like oh my god I need like a change of scenery but certainly didn't feel this before the pandemic I don't know I guess I just wasn't really thinking about it but when you're forced to just see the same thing you don't have a choice you're just this is oh that neighbor got a new plan I would have never noticed that but I do because I walk here like the same
0: every single day you know I, I, like true because my world. I moved during <laughs> the first lockdown so um obviously I lived in a flat um, oh during the first I forgot lockdown. about that you moved and we moved like in the June that. of the first lockdown it was stressful moving in general is stressful but moving on lockdown it was 10 times yeah. more stressful yeah,
1: yeah. but
0: I think if I stayed in that flat for the, the duration of kind of 2020 and 2021 yeah. I think I would have lost my mind I think halfway through lockdown I would have had to move back to Wolverhampton I would have gone home because mm. that environment when you're confined to a flat you don't have a garden one of the big reasons why i moved was not only was the the flat in disrepair and the landlord yeah. just not wanting to do anything mm-hmm. about it yeah but it wasn't until you can find in your in your same space 24-7 that you realize how bad the area is that you live in. Like, yeah, that it was cheap and cheerful, and I was pretty much in town center. But when you are forced to look out your windows every day and you just see how decrepit the area is, there's it's it's, it's a horrible area. I would never move back there. But I realized that when I'm working, I'm out flat by like seven o'clock in the morning and I don't return until like about six in the evening if I take my time getting back from work if you look I'm, I'm out for the whole day so yeah, when I leave awesome. the flat it is quiet and when I return I wouldn't say it's quiet it's a bit busy because it was like on a on a mainish kind of road but you don't really pay attention because you're too tired because from work yeah. but when you don't have the the whole commute to and from work to burn you out And even though we were on lockdown, you could, people were still up and about. You just really see how horrible it was. So yeah, I understand (laughs) just, you know, being grateful for where you live. And obviously the new area that I live in is so much nicer. Yeah, it's so nice. And just being able to have a garden, like with this sunny weather, because in June when we was in the flat, it was roasting. You couldn't go out, you couldn't do much, but just having a garden to just sit outside like the little things that you probably take for granted what you realize there are people out there that don't have that and it took going through the pandemic to really appreciate just the living environment so i definitely second that yeah, especially it's, with it's the whole so not knowing your neighbor got a new plant because i feel like i know everything that happens in <laughs> I, the gardens
1: i have uh, me too i mean to be honest like i i probably we probably wouldn't have gone to like, if my family didn't live in this country, I mean, I know Sarah made a trip as well, but, like, we probably wouldn't have left the country, and I would be telling a very different story. It's only because I have family, like, abroad that I left, because that itself was, like, such a hassle, but, you know, not to, like, darken it up too much. I will say, though, I was, like, very, very scared traveling around, but... Um, even when we're in the U.S., you know, like I, I was just nervous people would be racist toward my parents or I guess if they're racist toward me, I, at least I can talk back. And I'm not saying my parents can't talk back, but I'm just like nervous for them. But actually, there are a lot of people that were because it was winter. They're like, oh, it's a like, cold. Right. Oh, my God. It's COVID. It's awful. So we're just kind of like bonding that way. And there were like no negative situations. So that kind of put my faith in humanity like a little bit more. Because like, you know, we're reading about stuff all the time because we're glued to our phones. And I have had some like weird stares on the trains during the pandemic before. So I mean that 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 was nice. Definitely. Yeah. I
0: would have to admit, traveling, I'm actually surprised at how I reacted to the pandemic. I think probably in the first two months I was didn't really want to go many places mm. but then I think I just adapted really quick Um I think for me I've I've become so accustomed to grief and loss and things like that mm. that for me it was just kind of like such is life and I just had to tell myself that to just keep plodding mm. along And so for me I felt like the pandemic kind of paused my life and yeah. now that we're kind of trying to get back to what's normal it's like I'm just trying to restart, pick up where I left off like two years ago when <laughs> I got into such a great routine. 2019 really was it was probably one of the hardest years I've been through. I feel that when you don't have the choice
2: to okay, I want to see my yeah. friend here and there, or if you if you actually just don't have that time, I mean if I I'm talking from my perspective, like I really have to liaise with my husband all the time if I want to go and see a friend and that is very difficult because it just puts that I mean I know the kids are not a fault here they're just children but it's just um when you think about it it's just very restricting and it can be very suffocating because if you know that you really want to see that friend or you want to do this or you want to go there but you can't because you've got two children either you take them with you but there's some things that you can't do with the kids so um freedom of doing and having those interactions that you need and want on your own terms is just so so crucial and I really don't mind sitting by myself in the evening and just watching my Netflix oh yeah (laughs) I I am so happy when I've got that me time and that alone time Mm. just that when you don't have that choice when you don't when you it, and I, I don't really know when it's gonna come back. I mean, it probably never will. That I mean, un, until until the kids are adults <laughs> or they go to school. I don't know. Um, no. But eventually, even when they're gonna be older, um, it's always gonna be about oh, okay, there's someone there with the kids and blah 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 blah. So from that point. I really, really crave those connections. As I said in the beginning, Mm. I am so deprived of social interaction on my own terms, again, because that is just the most important phrase. On your own terms, yeah. That's really important. Yeah, the way you want to do it, it's next level because I never thought it would be so... I mean, just not having a choice of doing something is different. It just makes your life go upside down. I don't know how to say
0: it, but yeah. yeah. I think it's hard because like like you just said I, I don't think it will, it will get any easier and I think do you know when you reflect on friendships and you think oh I wish I stayed in touch or, oh, we've yeah. got ripped all apart, or we just oh, didn't yeah. have time it's like you always have time for the people that you care about and I feel like that's why we feel so burnt out about social inter- interactions because we're always making time and that's not like being such oh well, I have to make time for you but when you have different friendship groups so I have you guys that I talk to and obviously we Mm. met through work and then I have the girls that I play football with then I have like the little friendship bubble that I have with like my housemate and our friends that we've kind of shared together and then people I went to school with Mm. and then family when you've got so many different bubbles going on Mm. and you work during the week so we tend to leave everything to the weekend it's like it's It's a societal thing though it's like do you know when the choice gets taken away from you because the choice comes down to do I meet up with this person because this is the only time we can meet and see see Mm. each other or do I not keep this connection alive and we'll wait a few months and see when we can coordinate again and that's how you slowly drift apart is when time there's like a lot of time between each time you meet but then you end up kind of cramming too much into little times because I'll see this person on this day see this person on mm. this day by the time you've got through all your people it's been two months since you last, oh God, you yeah. last in the first person that's true and I feel so, like... you know I do think I'm sorry I'm cutting you but just something yes,
2: that so. came to my mind I just do feel like it depends on what kind of relationship you have with those people mm. because I mean, as I said, I spoke to that child friend, I spoke to her like after a year and a half and it was as if we had never had that huge break. And that sometimes you've got these people in your life who actually don't blame you for not contacting them. And there's always people who are going to be like, oh, you didn't call me, Uh, you, you never have time, you're always busy with work and with your own people and blah, blah, blah. But then there's really like those really special people that you have and you just like, they know, they understand you. They, they give you space, and I think space is such an important one, yeah. they just really that space, not only in terms of time, but also just like that personal space to just gather your life and just get on with things, because there's certain things that need to be done that are just unmentioned, like, I don't know, washing the dishes, or cleaning the house, or <laughs> things like that.
1: that, too, really,
2: real. no to do that too Yeah. The to-do list never ends, it's just a running to-do list, it's just like one thing finishes, and then the next no. one... No! <laughs> life is and I think when you've got these really special people in your life who really let you be let you be yourself and still are there for you and just understand you I think that enriches life so much and just makes you feel like it or life is worthwhile because there's really yeah. people out there who yeah. care for you regardless of if you call them or ask them how you are and I have to say I honestly feel the way about you too
0: yeah me too forward to more of these conversations.